0: How we here, Big Fish shit, ooh, ooh. welcome to the podcast, hope y'all enjoy it, hope y'all learn something and most importantly, we hope y'all elevate, let's get it, huh big fish, hit a big lick, we gon' bet it right back and hit a big flip, we been up for a minute and we still lit Get yeah, them cats gon' talk, but we don't feel shit. We just giving y'all gems y'all can live with. Elevate your mind, never mind all the bullshit. Finna talk about stocks, we ain't worry about ops. First, get the bread up, then buy back the whole block. Ten toes down, we ain't never gon' stop. I'm a man of my word, I ain't never gon' flop. If I said it, then I meant it. Real ones gon' respect it, and it's still OG. It's in me, I'm represented. ha ooh, ooh. <laughs> ha, Back at it, back at it big fish shit OG big fish podcast we got an interesting one today one of them ones the price of freedom what is the price of freedom now I can go a million different ways with this but I'm going to go in a direction that has been consuming me as of late and I'm not sure real quick side note we're getting right into the side notes oh yeah um, and make sure, and first off, my appreciation for everybody that's continued to listen, share it with your friends and family. Definitely appreciate it. Make sure that you're continuing to send it to them, have conversations with them. I've actually gotten some some feedback in which the titles can throw people off a little bit. And that's, what it, it, it's, it's, that's bringing the shock value, you know. But people have to kind of dive into it and listen to it for themselves rather than just get turned off. Or get turned on from the the title or, you know, the first minute or so. But what's been consuming me lately, I've been watching this show, The Last Kingdom, on Netflix. My boy Pete, he told me, Pete and Shaga, my friends, they told me that I needed to watch this show. And it's kind of like a Game of Thrones feel. Uh, You know, I love these medieval type of King Arthur type of, uh, you know, Greek mythology, those, those movies that show what life was like, how barbaric in a lot of ways it was, but also how sweet in a lot of ways it was. And that's what this episode is going to touch on. And I compare, I look at the life that they were living back then, where everything was just so brutal in a lot of ways where it's almost like I look at in a football game where you have to be prepared always on point because certain things that can affect you know just one play can be the difference between winning and losing but that was life or death for them back then so they had to be on point when they were just going to get some water let's say from the the lake or the river they had to be on cuz they were real enemies that, that would just kill them that's that was the game it wasn't a game it was just life you know kill or be killed conquer or be conquered like that was it so it 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 made me think of life now and how it it, it goes back to that quote that i don't even know who we we got to find out we got to do some some deep diving into who came up with this quote, but hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men and weak men create hard times. I'll give it to you once one more time. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create good times. Good times create weak men and weak men Create hard times, so that's that. That's how I look at life right now. You know, I, I had a lot of thoughts, and you you guys know, I kind of just share my thoughts with you all. I try to I try to keep a little bit of structure with it, but a lot of this is you know thoughts that I'm having throughout the week, or things that I've just that have I've felt throughout my life, or just I've I've just seen de- develop, or I have questions about. And I'm sharing them with you guys And I look at life right now And a lot of the things that we complain about And I know we touched on this in previous podcasts But the, a lot of the things that we complain about right now You know, and then thinking about where life was 100 years ago, 200 years ago Shoot, 20 years ago it, It's It seems as if The better things get You just come up with new complaints. And it got me thinking about even during one of our morning check-ins. And you guys know I'm going to bring this all together. So just bear with me. One of our morning check-ins, a cool, cool lady named Nicole, my homegirl. She was sharing the story of her brother, I believe when he was in basic training. Or it was years ago. Now he's a pretty high-ranking. And very high ranking. But there was a time where they did a simulation to where they made it. And if I, if I tell the story wrong, Nicole just highlight me and I'll correct it on the next show. But it was an instance where they were letting people know this is when Bush was president. They were letting people know like, Hey, we're going to have to head out soon. It's that time. And that time, I'm sure you guys all know what that means. That's, It's time to go. It's time to do what we prepared for. And the reactions were different across everybody. And that's when you saw who was a true leader, where some people were crying, some people were panicking, and others were just shocked, you know, admittedly shocked, but ready, but ready. See it's easy to stand up and say, "Hey, you all should follow me, and I should be your leader when you're not facing anything, when you're not going through any any real shit <laughs> you know when it, that that can be life or death, winning or losing when everything's on the line. See we find out who are the real leaders when shit really hits the fan, who's calm, who can make the decisions. Necessary to put us in the best possible position to come out on this on the other side, victorious and alive. You know, we the times that we live in right now, things are. So easy. And we have so much freedom. It goes back to what I say. What's the price of freedom? You know, we have so much freedom that. Everybody wants to lead. And when I look back, you know, leadership was something that leaders had to be willing to die. You're the number one target when you're the leader, when you're the king, when you're the queen, when you're royalty. Or just when people follow you. You are the target, you are going to be the number one target. That means your life is at risk. Right now, we live in times where, I mean, I, mean, I guess you could say that, but no, no you can't even say that. It's, it's, there's no comparison. People want to lead now because, oh, you know, who do I have to lose? Say whatever I want on Instagram. Say whatever I want on on the news. You know, I have this party backing me. Or I have this group backing me. You know, I can do whatever I want. The more extreme, the more they'll, they'll pay me. The more extreme, the more followers I have. This is, this is the problem when it comes to things being too easy and us having, I'm not going to say too much freedom, but freedom is only a good thing when people can handle it. So it may be too much freedom for certain people if we're not responsible enough to understand how to move and how to create structure for ourselves in a world of freedom and ease where structure is diminished. So, it got me thinking where that in a time of chaos or a time of war, you you, you notice how, you notice how, like, I, I, there's only a couple different instances, like, whether it's 9-11, um, you know, us, I always think back to that time where I don't think there was more of a united America. You know, Bush, I believe, had terrible ratings before then, but then— you know, after that, because the country was just became so united for common cause or against a quote unquote common enemy or one that we thought was whatever, neither here nor there. We came together. We came together and people were willing to put pride, agendas, all these different things to the side because there was something of greater importance. Maybe that was the fear that 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 caused people to just say hey no let's just hey let's work together maybe that was the pride in the country that said hey no 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 put that bs to the side we're coming together all these different things and it's it, it's funny how or maybe it's not funny how during these times of chaos and war everybody comes together but during times of bliss and freedom. Everybody can be split. So here you have, you know, nothing brings us together like chaos, but nothing splits us apart like bliss and freedom. Because during bliss and freedom, everybody can just do what they want. Oh, there's no structure. And without proper leadership. Without that structure then we have a huge problem because everybody's going in different directions because we don't feel that there's a need for us all to work together for a common goal. So it's, when I look at these shows, these old, uh, well, these shows about medieval times, it, it, it's like every time that there's a big victory in which everybody humbled themselves, they were all willing to play a certain role, they were all willing to push their personal agendas to the side because they knew that there was this greater war that if they didn't, then their personal agendas would stand for nothing anyway, because they all would be killed. They all be killed or raped and turned into slaves. So when you have this approach and then, but once you win, what we're celebrating, right? We're celebrating our life is good. We destroyed our enemies And now it goes back to focusing on what I want personally. Because, you know, hey, I was willing to, you know, put my own selfish needs to the side, you know, because selfishly I knew that I don't want to die. So, hey, I got to put my selfish, you know, I got to put my personal stuff to the side because selfishly I want to live. And this is the only way that we can live is if we all come together. But then right after that, we don't have that same camaraderie. We don't have the the feeling that hey you know we need to still band together and on these shows what ends up happening everybody goes their separate ways and then they're weaker there's no structure the army's not on point anymore the people aren't on point anymore people start pushing for for their own things like, hey we want this or well, this group wants this this group wants this now you start to see division among certain kingdoms that were just fighting together. Now there's division, right? Because everybody wants to be that one leader. Because you haven't been, you're not in a tested time to where, you know, when shit hits the fan, everybody doesn't want to lead. Everybody who wanted to lead when shit was cozy doesn't necessarily want to lead when shit really gets real. So you have all of these people posturing for power and all these different things rather than just for the unity and common good of everybody. And it happens every time. And what, and what ends up happening, the enemies that you just defeated, they go, you know, the few that survived, they go back because they're in a position now where they're pissed off. Now all they're thinking about is revenge and conquering because they just took a loss. So while the winners are focusing on, Hey, we're happy, you know, freedom, bliss, bliss, the people that just lost, they're spending every second building stronger, angrier, more inspired because it's on their mind. They have constant reminders that my brother just died. My wife was taken. My daughter was taken. My father was slaughtered. All these different things are on their mind. So therefore, it's all, it, they are obsessed about getting back and conquering what they just lost going at it again. And then they build up the winners. They tend to forget. They tend to get fat, you know, just fall back and just, you know, they're eating good, drinking a lot of ale, not maybe practicing war, not having war on their mind. And what ends up happening? The quote unquote losers. They come back stronger and now the winners, are, are their backs are against the wall because they weren't thinking about stuff like that. They were, they were already, you know, on their own personal lives where the losers, they came together united. United because they had the common understanding, like, hey, we need each other. There's not a lot of us, only a few of us survived. And they all had a common goal, revenge. And that passion brought them together. To where they could humble themselves and simply just play roles because they had that common goal, the common purpose and common passion. To destroy who just almost destroyed us or who did destroy us. And we were the few survivors. And when you think about it with sports, the same concept applies where this is why it's so hard for teams to repeat especially professionally and professionally let's look at what happens you you get a team where the the Seattle Seahawks are probably a good example of this the patriots they, they we'll talk about them because they do the best job at it but most teams aren't able to do what the patriots did which is why the patriots are a dynasty and other teams just have great teams for a couple of years maybe win one super bowl but they all we all have the feeling, and they all they have the feeling that they should have won so much more. And what ends up happening when a team wins a Super Bowl? Everybody on that team now feels they should get paid more. Perhaps they should. However, if there's only a certain a certain pie, if there's a cap to where, you know, it, you know, yeah, we won a Super Bowl, but it's not like oh, we won a Super Bowl, so now we. the the amount of money that we can pay players just doubled. It just tripled. Now we have more, you know, they still have the cap. So therefore, what ends up happening? A player that just made a million dollars, two million dollars, they're looking at now, shoot, we just won a Super Bowl. I can go to another team and go get 10. And you think I'm going to say it, you start feeling yourself a little bit. You're not willing to, the player that, Maybe came off the bench or, you know, was the the second or third player off the bench. Now they're looking at it like, shoot, I could be sixth man. I need more minutes. This other team, they offering me more minutes. I was just getting 10 minutes a game. This other team, I got the chance to to be either the sixth man or shoot a starter. So that starts seeping into your brain, and it's hard to to, I don't know if humble's the right word, but it's hard to to take that role and to put your mindset in the mindset it, it, in the to put your mindset where it was the season before, because once you've now ate at the best restaurant, maybe that two three star. Isn't worth it. Maybe cheesecake isn't hitting the same. You know, once I ate at a, you know, El Molino, I don't know. You know, once you eat at a five star restaurant in the city or or maybe it's four stars, I don't know how they do it. Once you eat at a top notch restaurant in the city, then maybe cheesecake ain't hitting. Maybe Friday's this ain't working. I was cool with this in my 20s on a date, but hey, I'm 30 now. You can't take me to Friday's. And that's the same situation that occurs. So therefore, with success, it's the same thing with freedom. With freedom and bliss. Yes, it's what appears good on the surface. But then it becomes a lot harder. To lead people. You know, because they're now in a powerful, more powerful position and they're not as vulnerable. And overall, everybody obviously, you know, maybe isn't as vulnerable, you know, when we're as if we're at war because, hey, I'm thinking like I need to do whatever I need to do. I'm willing to play whatever role to survive, but you're not willing to play whatever role, you know, when when you, it's not you don't feel like your survival's on the line. And that's the biggest difference when watching or one of my biggest takeaways in watching this show To where the people that are able to be successful consistently, not just for a season, but for a long period of time, those are the people that live in that survival mode. They live in that survival mode rather than the freedom mode. They live in survival mode regardless of if they just won the Super Bowl, as if they're hey, we don't even have any, we just depleted all our enemies. They are still on point just as they, if they were on point as if their enemies were stronger than them. And this is what you see with the Patriots. And I I feel like I always come back to, to talking about them because they're just the best example. They're just the best example. You see it with the Patriots where, shoot, when you have the best player on the team, Tom Brady, who's winning all these Super Bowls. He's the greatest player of all time. And he's not, he he's okay with not getting paid as much as a quarterback in the league that's never won anything. Because he understands that for us to continue winning, me as the leader, I have to still be in survival mode because then everybody else will follow suit. You get what I'm saying? you it, It's what broke up Kobe and Shaq. Right, they should have probably won. <laughs> How many championships did Kobe and Shaq have won? You know, but what they won three. Three's a lot, right? But not compared to what they could have won if egos didn't get in the way, and egos grow stronger when with success, in most cases. So, uh, getting back to the cost of freedom. It's like what what. What is the answer to all this? How do we keep structure during times of freedom and bliss? How do we have the same structure that we had during times of survival during these freedom and bliss times? Because that's the only way that we're going to make sure that we're always on point, And it seems that with life being so easy right now and us having so many different freedoms. That things have just gone all over the place. And nobody's going to suffer more than our kids, because what does it go back to? Hard times create strong men, strong men create good times. And these good times that we've created are now creating weak men That we will see, and a lot of us are already seeing, are those weak men are creating horrible times, hard times. And we may not feel it yet, but it's coming. It's coming. All we have to do is look around. All we have to do is look around and understand that just look at our offspring, look at our future generations. We are not putting them in a position to be prepared To be prepared To make sure that they can survive Flourish We're not putting them in that position And perhaps it's because Oh we we don't want to teach them You know what we had to go through And then I get that You may not necessarily want them to go through What you had to go through However the only way to Make sure that that doesn't happen Is to make sure that they are on point It's like that saying When you're being dangerous and staying war ready, that's that's the best way to to make sure that you will not have to go to war. You don't want to go to war? Cool. Make sure that you're the biggest, the strongest, and the fiercest army and the most powerful army. That's the best way to, to make sure that you won't have to go to war. Not by being passive, not by Everybody being divided, focusing on their own individual things—that's just not how it goes. It, and going back to a conversation that I had, we were, we were talking about religion, and this particular group doesn't practice one of the, you know, the main religions. You know, Christianity. Um, it's, I, I'm not going to get into that, but they don't practice a religion that's that's uh, very common here so we were talking about islam and we were talking about how we don't realize that these religions came at different times different times in the world so therefore they were meant to solve different problems we just look at them now like okay which one is you know based on right now which one fits back we can't do that and what they were talking about they were saying how Islam was introduced during a time where, let's say, just talk about one particular thing where Islam, you see that, uh, you know, people who practice to a certain degree, they cover women, cover themselves up. And it's because that Islam was introduced during a time where women were not being protected and respected. To where they were being overly sexualized. All of these. So therefore, obviously, what makes sense during that time. Okay, women are being overly sexualized. Let's cover them up. Let's give them the respect. Let's empower them. But that same thing right now, where we're in this freedom and bliss space, women feel like if you do that, you're taking their power away. You get what I'm saying? People want to, there's more Lizzo's, more all these people wanting to wear revealing clothing. People want to walk around naked. I'm in Miami all the time. People want to walk around naked. And even, shoot, you don't even got to be in Miami. Shoot, I I live in, in Jersey. Same thing. And what ends up happening? See, we're in that time where people just want to do whatever they want to do because there's no consequences to any of it. But what's going to end up happening is we're going to eventually crash. It's going to be too much. Everything's being overly sexualized. And we're pressing the, the, we're, we're pressing the gas to, to, to eventually crash even faster because we're going down such a path where it's just, oh, do whatever you want. You don't have to wear clothes. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. And eventually, it's all going to cycle back. Because when that crashes... Then enough people, see right now there's not enough people who feel that that's a problem. So therefore, you know, it'll keep going, keep going. And if you say something, then you'll suffer the backlash. You may get canceled. You know, all these different things. Why are you trying to uh, overpower women and not, you know, it, it, all these things, you know, people will tell you. Okay. So when it does crash, then it's going to go back to that time where I was talking about with it, when Islam was created. Because now we're going to have more and more people that are going to be like, oh, all right, hold up. Y'all done took this shit too far. You took it too far. And now it's to the point where we need some leadership to kind of reel it in. And now we need to cover you. Yeah. So uh, th- we realize that this is just, these are just cycles. And when I look at these medieval times that really aren't even that long ago when you, all things considered, It's all just a cycle now. It may appear differently. You know, because the technology and everything, it may appear differently, but all of this stuff just cycles through. It all has happened before and it's all just a cycle. You know, you have the hard times create strong men, strong men create um, good times, good times create weak men, weak men create hard times. It's all a cycle. And then. At the end of that, weak men create hard times. There should be a dot, 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 repeat. <laughs> because now that we're in the hard times, now who do we need? We need those strong men again. Because when and you see it in, in sports, you see it in life. In, in a time, if you're fighting for your life, if, if you're just, you know, kind of walking down the street and it's just, you know, this happened. This happened actually before. I'm walk, walk, All right, walking down the street or anything, you say like, "Hey, watch out!" You know, you got to look both ways when, if a car is coming. But there's no cars on the road. Somebody's gonna look at you like, or there's not a lot of cars. They're gonna look at you like, "Bro, relax." Okay. But what ends up happening now if a car really almost hits you, you don't mind that person say, "Yo, get the fuck get get, get out the way." It's like, thank you for that. But they were doing the same thing. But just because the scenarios ended up, you know, or or one got a little more extreme, you were okay. For the latter with being talked to in a certain way. And it's no different than that. that, See, that's the, the strong, the strong men. That those are those times. Because during hard times, you can't just pacify everybody and be nice and and, and coddle to everybody. No. So this is all going to cycle through. It's all going to cycle through. And at the end of the day, we have to ask ourselves, what is the price of freedom? What are we willing to give up? What are we willing to not give up? Because if we're not willing to sacrifice anything and everybody's only focused on them, their individual selves, then this is eventually going to crash because all it does is it, it, it it does the opposite of uniting us. It just divides us. And that we've all pictured like a fist, you know, with all our, you know, fingers together, strong. But then when you open it, you, and you open your, your your fist, you're not as strong. A slap is never going to be as strong as a punch. So therefore, when we are weaker, things will end up crashing. Now, who's going to, you know, there's certain people that say, well, shoot, I'll just have to wait, you know, until it crashes. And that may be the best approach because To be totally honest, the people that are trying to tell everybody, hey, we need to still be in survival mode. We need to still have that fist clenched, you know, just in case. We need to make sure that we're still, you know, practicing with our fist clenched rather than just practicing open hand just because we need to be prepared. Now, telling people to be prepared for something when they're just, you know, freedom and bliss it doesn't mean as much. They're not going to take heed to that. So therefore, maybe we are wasting our time when you try to get people to, to be, live in that mode because they can't see it, they can't feel it, and they don't, want to, they don't even want to see it or feel it because I just want to be happy. All right, being happy works, but what got you the freedom and bliss to be happy The war, the preparation, those hard, those strong men, those hard men that were built out of those hard times. See, all the ugly allowed you to live in the pretty. So now when you're living in the pretty, the only way to protect that is to not scare away that ugly, you know? But what do we end up doing? We start to feel ourselves, we get comfortable and now we just want pretty. And <laughs> that's when things crash like like that. That's when that's when we start forgetting that we have competition, that we have enemies, that we have somebody that's trying to take food off of our plate. Now, we can look at this on whatever scale we want to look at it. But, like I said, we have to go back to what is the price of freedom? And, matter of fact, maybe let me change the question. What is the cost of freedom? So, I'm going to leave y'all with that. Hopefully, it uh, got your mind. Thinking a little bit. Intrigued you a bit. And like I said. Share this with your friends. Share it with your family. And at first. You know. Maybe even before doing that. You know. Normally I would tell you. Just share it. Share it. Share it. Maybe just take some time. To sit with it yourself. And maybe that's what we all should do. You know. Sit with this one ourselves. Before. We start to go to. Other people. Because. What may end up happening. Is you go to other people. And. You're going to be looking for feedback that's going to make you as comfortable as possible, right? Only a few of us really look for that feedback that's going to challenge us and challenge our thinking. So maybe just sit with this one first before going to somebody else and saying, like, yo, such and such, says this, isn't this some BS? Oh, yeah, that's some BS. All right, cool, then we don't think about it. Sit with it. Sit with it. And as you're sitting with it and it's in the back of your head for the next few days, weeks, however long, Maybe you'll start to notice different things, whether it's in TV shows, real life relationships. Of what. Path we're heading down and how things may eventually be. If we don't. Change or if we don't focus on the survival. And the structure. All right. With that. I'm gonna let y'all go. Strength and honor, y'all know how we do. Big fish shit. Ooh, ooh. Over and out. How <laughs> we here? Big fish shit. Ooh, ooh. Welcome to the podcast. Hope y'all enjoy it. Hope y'all learn something. And most importantly, we hope y'all elevate. Let's get uh-huh. it, Fish. Hit a big lick We gon' bet it right back and hit a big flip We been up for a minute and we still lit Get yeah, them cats gon' talk but we don't feel shit We just giving y'all gems y'all can live with Elevate your mind, never mind all the bullshit Finna talk about stocks, we ain't worry about ops First get the bread up, then buy back the whole block Ten toes down, we ain't never gon' stop I'm a man of my word, I ain't never gon' flop If I said it, then I meant it Real ones gon' respect it and it's still OG, it's in me, I represent it